0: Before we start this episode, I just really wanted to send out a message to those, the people out there today, right now, um, going through depression, anxiety, um, loneliness, just sadness, anger, fear, frustration, whatever emotion it is that you're feeling, I want you to know that it's okay. It's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel depressed it's okay to feel anxious the world that we're living in today isn't the world that we're used to living in what we're experiencing today even though we've been going through it for a year um we're still going through it we're still living it we're still experiencing the day-to-day changes so i just want you to know and realize that any emotion that you're feeling it's okay to feel it Be easy on yourself. Stop being so hard on yourself and and feeling like you have to be perfect at all times and feeling like you're a failure and feeling like you're a burden because you're not. You are not a burden. You are not a failure. You are doing the best that you can and that's okay. That's more than enough. That is perfect oftentimes when we're going through depression when we're going through anxiety when we're going through these fears and these emotions and feelings in our mind we forget that we're not the first ones to experience them and we will not be the last ones to experience them and you have to remember that everything is temporary the happiness that you feel that's temporary so is the sadness so is the fear so is the anxiety you have to remind yourself that you're stronger than whatever emotions it, th- you are feeling. You're stronger than this. Remember that you have control. You have control to take action of your life and end whatever feelings it is that you're feeling. Do something to make yourself feel better. Don't give up. Don't just let go, because that will only make things worse. Be your own hero, and please do not give up. You have to remind yourself that we were born to be real we were born to be human we were not born to be perfect our purpose in life is to make mistakes and to learn from those mistakes to learn and grow as people and as a humanity as a whole together you're not alone what's up guys welcome to viva la viva this is episode two this is sam and today i'm joined with kirsten hi guys actually funny having an
1: episode
0: uh, funny story <laughs> we were getting ready to record the episode and i was walking back into the car my girl over here is tweaking out
1: <laughs> it happened when we were over here but i okay. didn't realize what was going on because it literally doesn't feel real when the car started moving though, okay, movement kind of triggers it sometimes for me, okay, like, no way
0: so I'm you guys remember. are probably really confused, so but confused. what happened <laughs> is so Kirsten is actually diagnosed with BPD,
1: which is borderline personality disorder, yeah, one doesn't know that's not bipolar, not the same thing, right, and a side effect of it, not a side effect, what am I saying? A symptom, uh, symptom yeah, is desocialization. I said it again. Shut up. So oh, my God. Yo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dissociation. Dissociation. And I literally, for those of you who don't know who that is. Who that is. What that is. Who you tell? That- is. I'm literally tripping right now. You start to feel like nothing is real. Like, it almost feels like I'm high. Like, I was just telling Sam, like, in ninth grade. I don't know if any of my friends are listening to this, but y'all. I used to tell people, like, yeah, I can make myself high. Like, it feels like I'm high, but I'm not actually on anything. And we were all like, okay, you live. live." It's a year later, I was diagnosed with BPD, and I realized that was not me being So, you just feel like nothing's real? Yeah. Okay. Like, I remember over the summer. I'm just getting right into this. Yeah. Um when i stopped doing illegal activity um it was because i started having panic attacks and this one time that i my first panic attack ever i freaked out was at michael's house and i had to go home like literally freaking out tripping out and i went to bed and i was like okay I'll i'll wake up and i'll be completely fine i woke up i was fine but for like a week after that every single day i would have these panic attacks like I don't, like, I've never experienced panic before this moment, and I, I've always had anxiety my entire life, so I would always have anxiety attacks, which is kind of, you know, you you, you kind of breathe kind of funky, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really catch your breath, you're kind of freaking out mentally, but you're still aware that you're in your body, like, right. it's completely fine, you know, like, nothing's really...
0: You can go on with your day-to-day yeah, life. Yeah, I can go on
1: with my day-to-day life, you know? Like, I've had anxiety attacks at school and still been able yeah. to stay at school, yeah. you know? But... I know like my boyfriend like he has a lot of trouble with panic attacks and I thought it was the same thing mm-hmm. as like an anxiety attack so I was like you're literally being you're so tripping. dramatic yeah, you're like so you know extra. like I would never say that to him but right. I literally was in my head I was like I have these all the time it's not that deep you don't Michael, have don't Michael
0: if you're watching this don't Michael, cut the out <laughs> um,
1: but after I experienced the panic attack you literally no don't panic feel. attacks are
0: ten times they are worse. So worse, like yeah.
1: I couldn't feel like my body. Right, it felt like a vibration was going through my body. Yeah, like, I was I was too high. Yeah, at all. but. Yeah. I seriously had convinced myself, like, I was going to die. Right. Like, it was so bad. There was no way that I wasn't going to die. I was like, I'm going to die here.
0: Like, literally going to die. I had a panic attack at work once, and I came up to you. Yes, you did. Okay, so I was at work, and I just started feeling real weird. All these thoughts started going through my mind. My mind started racing. My heart slowed down, but then it started beating really fast. You can feel it. It's like your
1: chest. Like, I described it to my doctor as, like... I felt like I was having a heart attack. Yeah. It yeah. seriously is like the has, symptoms of a heart attack. But
0: I think it freaks you out more because you realize it has nothing to do with like your physical activity. Like obviously yes. if like you run up a flight of stairs, your heart might be racing a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you just a little bit of physical activity. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like once you realize that your heart's just racing yes. and you're just standing there and you can't do anything it about do like it, 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 it freaks, freaks you, you out. It freaks you out. And then it you really just does. get even worse. I swear? Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> But that's what it was happening to me for a week straight and right. I was sober. Like yeah. cause I from that moment on I was like I'm never getting high again. Right. Like it just not... I I could never go through that again. Yeah. But throughout the next week while I was sober, I was just getting these panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And the very last one I the most recent one I've had, which was probably it's the 4th of July actually, I freaked out. It was at like probably 1 a.m. So okay. obviously everyone's in my health to sleep. Yeah. With. And I was having a panic attack and it sent me into a, like dissociation episode okay so not only was i freaking out because i'm like panicking about like whatever i was panicking about at the time i'm also feeling out of my body yeah at the same time so right it was just like it was the exact same panic attack that i had when i was high because when you're high you know you feel kind of like out of body yeah you know you're Ex- a little you're yeah. tripping a little, yeah, bit, a little bit you know bit. but when it, when you're sober mm-hmm. and you're feeling like that it's yeah. really scary. Because you really
0: can't do anything you to control do, it. You cannot yeah. get out of it. No.
1: And I, I explained it to my mom by like, when I'm having a bad trip, like when I was high that day and I had that panic attack, I explained it to her as like, I wish there was like a button that I could just stop being mm-hmm. high. Like I could stop this. Well, you
0: bargain in that moment. You pray yes! to God even I if you're swear, not religious. You're like, Please stop <laughs> this. Please take this away from me. I, I will be the best kid from I this swear, moment like, on.
1: <laughs> that's literally how it is. And that's how it is in my dissociation episodes. Yeah. Like I will literally just. Wanted to stop so bad, like right now yeah. it's just so annoying. It's yeah, like, can you just not? But at least I'm not panicking. I'm not freaking. out Do you out. think there's
0: anything that triggers it to happen?
1: You know what's interesting is like sometimes motion. Like like I said, like motion can trigger it for me. Like the other day, like I was literally just laying in bed with Michael. Like he's just mm-hmm. laying there, like going like this to my leg. Nothing sexual, just like chilling in bed. Yeah, you just- know what I mean, like just chilling. And the motion itself sent me into it right and it's so interesting because it's like my mind isn't like freaking out about anything Mm -hmm. i'm perfectly fine but it's like i don't know i truly don't know yeah and it's like me and my therapist like we've tried to figure it out so many times like because obviously certain things trigger certain people like it's different for everyone
0: i think honestly i think that's key to mental health is figuring out your triggers
1: it is and that's why like i don't really like talking about my problems with anybody like Especially not one on one. It's like awkward for me. It is. It I don't, is. I don't, I don't it's like so awkward.
0: About my own. Well, because you're putting yourself out there, yeah, and it's, it's like, like.
1: Yeah, I messed up. Like here's my, all my issues, and it's just I don't like that. I like yeah. feeling independent, I like feeling like powerful, and I don't like to bring myself down. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm bringing myself down. Really, like when. Right I'm, now. Yeah. Like yeah. when earlier, like before this episode, when me and Sam were talking about our issues, like as usual, I feel like I can talk about it with Sam because she understands them. But it's, like, when I'm talking to my therapist, they're not allowed to tell you about their issues. Yeah. So, it's, like, you're
0: just spilling you don't connect. about you. Yeah.
1: And it's, like, I feel so messed up. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, they're not... It feels like they are yeah. they don't have any issues. And you're just telling them all your issues. And it's, like... It feels- but I
0: think that's one thing that, like, we as humans need to understand. Is that we're all going through it. like, it's okay. We are all going through yeah. it. Even when your parents are going through it. Everyone. Your aunts and uncles yeah. are going through it. Everybody's figuring out everything day to day. Mm-hmm. Like, people... I remember before, um, I would walk into work and, Mm -hmm. like, even at the work that we, I work at now, uh, (laughs) um, like, I look at the managers and, like, all these higher-up people and you think, like, oh, they have everything figured out. But they don't. They don't. They're just as depressed, confused, anxious, frustrated Mm -hmm. as you are.
1: And just because they're in another phase of their life and they're dealing with different things doesn't mean that they're not having the same feelings as you. Like, we, right now, are stressed. About graduation, like coming up to college, like stuff like that, like getting a job, internship, stuff like that. The people that are more established, like your parents, that might already have a job, it doesn't mean that they're not freaking out. They're right. just freaking out about different things. Different things, you yeah. know, like trying to make ends meet. That's what yeah. they're worrying about. And it's like once you realize that, like once I realized that my therapist is going through the same mm-hmm. things, like it's easier to open up because you're like I'm not a that person. far off. You they're know, a like, person we are the same. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I really started. Opening up, I don't really open up about, like, really deep things. Mm-hmm. But just telling her, like, this day, I had a panic attack. This day, you know, I wasn't feeling the mm-hmm. best. Like, even if you don't tell them the details, you notice this pattern. And it's easy to identify your triggers. Yeah. Like, when I'm having a busy week, at whether it's working a 40-hour work week, or going to school like or both like just having a super busy week and i'm not making any time to focus on myself or just do any act of like self-care like taking a bath that's all it takes Mm -hmm. like that's one of my like coping mechanisms like literally just taking a bath like just taking time for yourself or like reading going on a walk if i'm not taking any time to do anything for myself that's when i get super overwhelmed and i start having all of these issues come up yeah and that's how I know, like, I need to step back from all of these things because I'm literally burning Overwhelming myself Overwhelming yourself, out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I feel you. Is there anything else that you think was a big thing that you had to deal with with your BPD, other than dissociation and, like, before you figured out that you had BPD?
1: Well, before I was diagnosed, because I'm also diagnosed with bipolar disorder, before I figured out So she tried really to diagnosed. tell you the
0: difference between BPD but she has both.
1: Yes, I have both y'all. Like it's so it's so annoying too because you never know which one is triggered. Which one it is. Like what's triggered right now? What yeah. mental illness is triggered right now? Because there's so many and they all have such similar you know like signs that your Let triggered.
0: me let me ask you a question. So I've had conversations with people who's I have dealt with mental illness my whole life. I mm-hmm. was diagnosed with ADHD when I was in third grade. Dealt with depression and anxiety. I'm not di- diagnosed with either of them. Just ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had conversations with people who, like with Kirsten, we usually always like we usually always come to each other when, like, yeah. you know, we just talk about things, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've also had conversations with people in my life who. Not that they don't believe in mental illness, just that they haven't dealt with it themselves, so they don't completely understand it. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's too much attention brought onto mental health? Like, there's too much excuses, too much, like, leeway given to it.
1: I understand the argument of, like, you can't use that as an excuse. You know what I mean? Like, you cannot, and I've even been completely guilty of this, using my anger of like past events, whether it's like trauma, something that happened, using that anger out on other people, that's not acceptable. And like, you, I'm still working through that. It's very difficult, especially with people with mental health issues to notice it within themselves, like their flaws, like what they're doing wrong and not use it as an excuse. Like I used to always use it as an excuse. Like I'm going through something, let me go through it. Let Mm -hmm. me take it out on you. But that's not fair. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like some things are an excuse. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the trust issues that I have with people, a lot of everyone that comes into my life is from my past trauma. And I just, I physically cannot just move on and just yeah. trust them. That's something I can use that as an excuse. Right. But to take it out on other people, like as I said, in anger or stuff like that, it's some. that's something you have to mm-hmm. work on. You cannot use that as yeah. an excuse.
0: Yeah. Well, I think for me, one big thing that I came to realize is I have really bad mood swings. Yes. Like, absolutely. Really, same. really bad mood swings. Yeah. And before, I would just always use it as an excuse, like, for myself, like, oh, I just have bad mood swings or whatever. But then once I became more educated on ADHD, mood swings are actually a big part of ADHD. Yes, Because there's a dopamine deficiency when you have mm-hmm. ADHD. And when you don't have, dopamine makes you happy. Yeah. It keeps you in an excited state. When you don't have that constant supply of dopamine, that's your body just doesn't know how to regulate and it just fluctuates back and forth. Yeah. But then it's like me before, because obviously if you know me, you know I have bad temper, (laughs) bad like (laughs) anger issues, whatever. So I would just let it slide because I didn't realize it was a thing before I became educated on ADHD. Mm -hmm. So it's like now I can understand that okay, I'm, like, bound to have mood swings. You know what I'm saying?
1: And that's literally the boat that I was in in eighth grade. Like, going into high school, I was going through, like, I had just been put on birth control, so I thought my mood swings and everything like that was just my birth control. Like, my doctor, like, you'll get
0: used to it. Like, don't
1: worry, like, give it time. I didn't realize, because this was before I was diagnosed with anything. I knew I was was dealing with some sort of depression. But... It didn't feel like anything major because I knew everyone around mm-hmm. me was going through similar issues, so I really didn't think anything of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't until ninth grade, early ninth grade, um, with my suicide attempt. Trigger warning. Sorry, y'all.
0: Um, Trigger before, warning
1: after the fact. <laughs> after the fact. I'm sorry. Um, but it wasn't until that and I got sent to the hospital did I realize the severity. Because before Of that, your mental health. Yes. I okay. didn't realize that it was anything severely wrong that I needed to work on or that was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I had major depression. I didn't know that I had major anxiety. Like, I had such yeah. bad anxiety. Yeah. I didn't realize it. I thought that it was normal. Yeah, I didn't know that the constant mood swings that occurred wasn't from my birth control i didn't know it was my bipolar you know i didn't know it was any of these things that needed to literally be medicated yeah you know i did i had no idea yeah and i thought i could deal with anything and anytime i brought an issue up to like my mom she would literally just turn it down like i remember one time my best friend at the time was on medication for her depression and when i went to my mom basically being like i think i'm depressed like I feel like this isn't normal, right? You know I mean? Right. Like, I don't think this what should is going happen, on, right? So I was like, do I need to get put on medication? Because like, I genuinely was not educated. I right. had no idea what I needed. I wasn't in therapy. I wasn't in anything. I'd never, you know, my ther- my sister was always in therapy for her ADHD and everything like that. She was always taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I was like, do I need a therapist? Do I need medication to be take care of my illness that I potentially have? Mm-hmm. Not to self-diagnose, but like I want to know if this is what qualifies as depression because if it is I want to treat it and she basically just said like just because your best friend is on it doesn't mean you have to be on it
0: your mom said that yes and this was
1: months before everything went Mm -hmm. down and so I never asked for help ever again and it's like I
0: think that's and I was actually talking to somebody at work the other day I think the reason why we all struggle so much as a society is because we don't go to each other yeah we're <clears throat> at least me and i know you for sure mm-hmm. a lot of us have this like programmed thought in our mind that we have to get through it by ourselves and we yes. can't tell other people about our problems and it's just a burden or nobody wants to hear about it if nobody in your life wants to hear about your issues you're around the wrong people yes like exactly. if if there's if the people in your life don't care about what's going on in your mind and what's going on with you they don't care about you
1: right and that's because that's what say, matters like, just because you don't feel like people care that doesn't mean they don't yeah
0: people care yeah and I think that's the one thing that I struggle the most with and that I've been struggling with my mental health is that I constantly think that people don't care about me Mm -hmm. and that nobody actually genuinely wants to be a part of my life but it's like who says that to you
1: exactly nobody has said
0: that to you so that thought that you have you have to remind yourself that that's just a thought right that's just you thinking something Mm -hmm. and like even the conversation that me and kirsten were having before recording this is that i i focus too much on my thoughts yeah and i make them reality Mm -hmm. but they're not reality they're just thoughts Mm -hmm. so i think like a big part of mental health like bpd adhd anxiety depression whatever mental health mental illness you're dealing with like those thoughts like i said they're just thoughts they're not reality it's just your mental illness
1: you have to realize that you're always going to be your biggest critic And whatever you're feeling toward yourself, like, I need to get through this. Like, a lot of the times, I always feel like I need to get through this without medication. Like, I need to learn to deal with this on my own. But it's, like, it's okay if you need that extra boost. Like, whether it be medication, therapy, just talking to someone, that's okay to reach out and get that help. Like, sometimes you need it to get started. Like, at the moment, like, I'm not on any medication for my depression. And I'm doing... Pretty okay, okay. you yeah. know what I mean. I haven't been on it in a couple years, and I
0: just needed that boost to get me going. Yeah, and I think that's a misconception that a lot of people think mm-hmm. is that like you the don't only have to way live off of medication. Right. like I genuinely believe that mental illness at first, like at first, obviously it's a mental illness, but I genuinely believe it's a perspective. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a mindset. Yeah, like depression, anxiety, those are for sure mindsets. Like, don't get me wrong, if you have like schizophrenia. I don't know much about it. That's yeah. something else Cannot that... Cannot control. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah that's Absolutely. that's something that's a complete chemical imbalance in your brain. Yeah. That's something that you can't just fix by changing your mindset. Mm-hmm. Or like D- DID, like dissociative identity disorder. Right. Like that's something that you can't just control your different identities. Yeah. But when it's something like depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, stuff like that, that's all your mindset. Mm-hmm. Like you can change that. Yeah. Within a day.
1: And it's like you... you like some people don't understand how hard it is to change it. But it's like, when you it takes do have time. that boost, it does take time. Like, with me, when I went on my antidepressants, for a couple months, you don't even realize, like, it feels like they're not even working. Yeah. Like, what is the difference? Why yeah. am I even wasting my time on these? But as you, like, increase your dose and stuff, like, speaking just for medications, like, I know a lot of people don't like medications. They don't want to be reliant on medications, which <coughs> is valid. But that's really what got me going. That's what made me really you just gave me that boost like i said like i felt really good after like increasing my dose and eventually weaning off. but then of
0: even now you're off of it yeah i'm completely. so like off you of said it. like that's what i was saying though like you don't have to take medication right. or if you want to you don't have to take it for the rest of your life no
1: absolutely not. it's all
0: about adjusting and giving yourself time yeah. to adjust
1: mm-hmm. and same with therapy i know a lot of people don't don't like therapy myself included i hated the thought Of going into therapy. But at the time, like, when I first suspected that I was depressed, I wanted to do anything to shut it down. Because Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people in my life get very bad very quickly. And I knew it wasn't quite to that point yet. But, as I said, like, when my mom did shut it down, I was like, okay. Like, she must... You know, I must just be being dramatic, you know? But, as I said, it did escalate. Like, it clearly escalated Mm -hmm. to... The point, I was in and out of hospitals my entire ninth grade year. Like, I honestly, like, my BPD, that's another symptom of it. Like, you will black out. You don't remember certain points of your life. My entire childhood, I do not remember. Like, I remember bits and pieces, of course. Like, I remember my family. I remember certain people's houses, going to hang out with them, whatever. But it's like, I don't remember certain details. Mm -hmm. I don't remember a lot of details. And same with my ninth grade year. There was just so much going on. I don't remember anything right I remember the timeline and like I went to the hospital in like September and then again in November December I remember that but it's like the details in between that I don't remember I yeah. just remember going to the hospital
0: what well, I did hear that when people go through t- traumatic experiences they block them out yes and that's your
1: mind's way of literally
0: surviving yourself.
1: yeah yeah I think that's like really cool but at the same time it's like I t- yeah, I don't remember anything, yeah. you know? It's like, and it kind of sucks sometimes. Because I'm sure there's a lot of happy memories that were in between there. But it's like, I don't remember it. I just remember it as one big Blob. negative event yeah. that happened. And I yeah. don't remember any details.
0: Right. I feel like something that definitely needs to be talked about is depression and anxiety. Because I feel like we all go through it. Whether we yeah, want to admit it or not. Point. Especially at our age. And I think that's one thing that a lot of us don't understand is that this time period that we're all going through is going to be the hardest time of our lives. Mm -hmm. Like right now until probably like mid 20s, 30s, like that's going to be our hardest time of our life because it's literally figuring out. out. Yeah, Yeah. figure out what you're going to do with your life. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do with your life? Mm -hmm. And along with all of those pressures and like just the pressure of growing up and everything going to high school like comes depression and a lot of us deal with that whether it's connected to school like your grades your gpa or whether it's connected to just your social group like oh what friends i have what friends i don't have um things that happen between your friends stuff like that so what's been like your experience with depression
1: my experience with depression um started going into ninth grade um It was... I think it was triggered. I mean, obviously, we both went to middle school together. Iroquois, yeah. Iroquois. We were not able to go to school with our friends. Yeah. Everyone of our friends went to Dakota. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it was like we were being completely isolated at that point. Yeah. We're for... Like, just because of where we live, we're being forced to go to the other high school.
0: Well, then, a thing with myself and with Kirsten, we were talking about is we are really bad with staying connected with people. Like, keeping that touch. So it's, like, that's why it was really hard for us to keep those connections with those people Mm -hmm. because, like, we didn't talk to them on a day-to-day basis. Right.
1: It's, like, I'm too distant to that. I'm a distant friend. Like, I can't really check in every single day, hang out all the time. Like, I can't really handle that. So it's, like, after that summer started and I was stuck at home, I was always having to babysit my sisters, it was just, like, I felt like no one was there for me. Like, all of my friends that I had from Dakota we're not that we're now going to dakota we're like gone out of my life like i felt like they were not there anymore at all and now it's like i'm left with no one because i knew no one from our school Mm -hmm. and i went in there with no friends yeah so it's like that feeling of like being alone just like i don't know i couldn't see out of it yeah i couldn't see where i would be in a year i couldn't see myself making new friends i couldn't see myself
0: like starting over
1: yeah I couldn't see it happening for some reason and it was just blocking my brain and I didn't understand what was going on because I was just being so negative about it Mm -hmm. and I couldn't see past that though yeah so I don't I don't think of that as my fault but it was that's how it started Mm -hmm. for me and that's ever since then it's just whenever I feel like I'm literally alone even when I'm not like I'm not I have all of these friends and my family and stuff but you, like, convince yourself that you are. Yeah. It's like your mind is, like, self-sabotaging. Right. Like, setting you up for failure.
0: Well, I think, like, like I said before, that's a big part of depression is all those thoughts that you have that, like, you're worthless or you're just a burden on people or mm-hmm. the thought that, like, you're just too much for people to handle. Mm-hmm. Um that thought of being alone, stuff like that. Like, those are all thoughts. Yeah. Like, they're not reality. And that's all that mental illness is, at least I think. Like, depression, anxiety, it's all just a false reality that, like, you know, sadly some of us have to go through. Mm-hmm. And those thoughts, like, you just, you focus on them. And you make them bigger than they mm-hmm. actually are.
1: And at that point, since I was so young, I did not have a job. I wasn't hanging out with my friends, obviously, because we, it was on summer break. I was watching my sisters. Nothing to do. I had no distractions. So it's like I'm literally just left with these negative thoughts in my brain. That's all you had to focus on. That's all I had. So after a while, it takes a toll on you. Like now, like my biggest coping mechanism is having something to do. Just distracting myself. Whatever it is. Like I've always just been, like when I was working at Boston's, 40 hours a week at 17. That's not very normal. But it was what was best for me at that time because it was distracting me to a point where I literally forgot about my depression. Yeah. Like, I was perfectly stable. Right. I had, like, the perfect routine, and that's just where I was going. But at the same time, I was overwhelming myself, and I didn't realize it. Right. Like, I was not taking the time to properly, as I said, like, deal with myself, like, my self-care, my own thoughts. It's like I was distracting myself too much mm-hmm. like, to the extent where I wasn't even focused Well, I feel like that's, the,
0: that's one of the scariest parts of mental health is obviously you distracting yourself in a way is avoiding it. Yes. And I feel I, like yes. the only way to like actually deal with mental health is to face it head on. Mm-hmm. Like whether you think that's something that you can do or you can't do or whether you think that's something that you need to do, you have to do it. And I feel like that's why
1: I've struggled specifically so much with my mental health is because I avoid everything. Like seriously, everything when someone, when there's a death in the family, I'm still convinced that people that have died in my life are like hiding out on an Island. Like I've convinced myself that like truly. Yeah. And I've just been wired to do that from my childhood. Like I've just been wired to just be avoidant of anything bad that's going right. on in my life. And it negatively impacts me now, especially because it's like, I shouldn't be running away from my problems right now. I should be addressing them, but yeah. I don't know how because yeah. I never have addressed my problems yeah. right
0: Well, on. then when you avoid them, you just get more depressed oh, and you yeah. get more anxious. Because you're just shoving it down. Yeah, you're shoving it and down later and then on, it builds up. And when you up. don't
1: have a distraction, it comes back up, which yeah. is what hap- what's happening to me right now. Like, it's like I'm being faced with these problems and it's like what are you gonna do
0: right but you don't have the work distraction you don't have school distraction Mm -hmm. because obviously what's going on right now Mm -hmm.
1: and it's like the only thing i want to do right now is get another distraction yeah i don't want to face still to this day like now that even when i know that i should like what's best for me is that i should face this still my first instinct get another job yeah get a full-time job right now take up full-time school right now in may Start Mm -hmm. college early. That's what my mind is telling me to do. Yeah. Can I handle that right now? No. Right. But that's literally what my mind goes to. It's, like, literally a coping mechanism at this point. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do to avoid it. Yeah. But I feel like I do need to address my problems head on. Like, I feel like that's what your mental health is all about.
0: Yeah. But... It's because until you start facing those mental illnesses, whether it's depression, anxiety they're just going to keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just At least
1: increasingly getting worse.
0: For me, I started to kind of deal with my mental health was in March when we shut down. Yes. That was when I started to actually kind of sit down and reflect on what was going on through my mind, what I was thinking, what I wasn't thinking, um where my rationale was going. You know, like mm-hmm. that's when I kind of started realizing that okay, obviously um adhd depression anxiety i could feel that i was dealing with those things um because i finally got to slow down i didn't Mm -hmm. i wasn't in school i wasn't in work i wasn't i didn't have homework right so i had to actually face it and once i actually faced it that's when things started to get a little bit better Mm -hmm. but i think one thing that people do have to be aware of is that it's going to get worse before it gets better Mm -hmm. when you start doing your self work and you start focusing on your depression um not focusing on, on it in a bad way, but focus on focusing on it as in, like, you're paying attention to it and you're, you're aware of it, it. Yeah. you're acknowledging it, it's going to get worse because mm-hmm. then you become more aware of what actual problems are at hand. Yeah. So then you get more stressed and you get more depressed. But then that's where you take action and you come to the realization that those thoughts and that mindset that you have, it's just a mindset. Yep. And once you think about things differently, things will start to get better, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like even when you start dealing with your depression and like you start getting better and then let's say for a couple months you're good, but then you have a little fall through Mm -hmm. where you feel a little bit depressed and like things start going to crap again, you can't make yourself feel like you're failing and like oh all the work I did was for nothing. Like you're gonna have ups and downs, Mm -hmm. like mental health growth, self reflection, and stuff. That's not a linear growth. Mm -hmm. Like you're gonna have ups and downs. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a constant. It's a constant work. Yeah. So another big question that comes with mental health is whether your childhood upbringing or your environment is what causes your mental health. So like your job, your school, or just like your home where Mm -hmm. you got brought up, your family. Um, So I definitely think that your childhood is a big, a majority of the part of your mental health. Um,
1: Like your environment, I feel like plays a part. Yeah, but at the same
0: time, do you think people? All right, so because, okay. Well, say your take on it.
1: Mm Hmm. So basically, from my experience, like I said, like everything started for me around like eighth grade summer. That's when my mom left my stepdad. A lot of things were changing, and a big part of my childhood trauma was to do with him. Okay. So him being out of the picture changed my environment completely. Yeah. And it made me address my childhood trauma right
0: but do you think so like what about people who are born into well off families good families and they have depression their depression didn't stem from childhood right so it's like is it are people born with mental illness or are people conditioned to have mental illness
1: I definitely think it's do you know what I mean for sure
0: but, okay, like, but then certain what... Are- certain <clears throat> mental illnesses,
1: I feel like, such as, like, schizophrenia, my bipolar is passed down to me, same as my BPD, that was kind of inevitable, but it's your environment that triggers it, is what I'm saying. Like, what my change of environment, that's what triggered my BPD. That's what my therapist told me. Like, your, all of your mental illnesses that were already, might have been in your brain, that might have been triggered later on down the road, were triggered earlier because of these changes of your in your environment. But... Were they already there? Yes. But certain things trigger them.
0: To set off. Yes. To okay. set them
1: off. And that's why, like, I felt like my whole entire life was changing. Mm-hmm. And it was, for sure. My environment was changing, for sure. But why was my entire mindset changing? Just because my environment, the change in my environment, was triggering the mental illnesses that were already there. Okay. They like, were triggering all the side effects. The
0: so, so. Okay. Well, then, so that. <clears throat> would that be your childhood upbringing or would that be environment? Because right, that's your environment. Do you I know what I'm like saying? it's your
1: childhood upbringing, though, because just because now it's being triggered doesn't mean it had, like, little to nothing to do with my childhood. Because even though my environment was changing, it wasn't drastic enough for me to be like, oh, my God, I'm so depressed from this. Was I depressed moving out? Yeah. No. That was, like, the best day of my life. Right. It was the fact that my environment was changing But nothing major, like, traumatic was happening. But it was reminding me and bringing up things that have happened in my childhood. And that's what triggered it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like it's more childhood than environment. But your environment, I feel like, triggers it. Because if you do grow up, like you said, in, like, a well-off household, you might have schizophrenia passed down to you. Or, like, bipolar passed down to you. You might have that, like, hereditary. Mm -hmm. But if nothing to trigger it kind of goes down you might never know right you could literally never know that you have it if nothing triggers triggers it, it. you know what i'm saying and some mental illnesses it doesn't even require a trigger it kind of just builds you know, up kind of happens like anxiety i've had anxiety since i was little yeah nothing really triggered that i feel yeah. like. not that i remember anyway right but for my bpd and bipolar every and my depression i never had issues with that until it was triggered right you know what i'm saying yeah and i feel like if it was never triggered it would not be this intense, and I probably would have never gotten diagnosed. Right. Would I still have had it? Yes. Would I have even known? Probably not. Right. You know, I would have never gotten the help that I needed to get
0: diagnosed. Yeah.
1: I would have never known if I wouldn't have been that most, that environmental trigger. Right. You know?
0: If that would have never happened, yeah. it would have never I been have a thing. Yeah, I would have never
1: known. Yeah. If you really think about it. Because, like, only a certain number of my friends have actually been to a specialist, has gotten diagnosed, gotten medication, whatever, known, known that they have this mental illness. And it's a very small percent of my friends. A yeah. lot of my friends, you know, they show a lot of symptoms of certain mental illnesses. I'm not, di- you know, I'm not equipped to diagnose them or anything, but it's very apparent, you yeah. know, but they've never gotten the help. You know right. what I mean? It's not that intense that it to the point where they need help. Yeah. So it's like, never do you think up.
0: because we focus on our mental health it makes it more intense like we ourselves make it more intense instead of it, it becoming been. more intense
1: i think so I you think know what i'm saying maybe yeah yeah because when i do start to feel sorry for myself like that summer i was i was like i'm stuck home with my sisters while my mom's working all the time like boohoo poor me that's what triggered my depression yeah you know what i mean i mm. truly believe that
0: that was your shift in mindset
1: yeah it was it was my mindset changing. Mm-hmm. Feeling bad for myself. Feeling in the dumps every single day. And me not want... I didn't even want to get out of it. I felt so bad for myself. It's like, you don't... you, you This isn't your fault.
0: You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I was feeling
1: so bad for myself that it really did trigger yeah. a lot of the things that happened.
0: I think another big misconception with mental health is that, like, if you have depression, you have to be, like... Sad all day, and like you never, right. like you're never happy, or like you're stuck at home, or mm-hmm. like if you have really bad anxiety, like you're anxious at all times. Yeah. Um, People don't
1: realize you can be high functioning in yeah. a lot of your mental illnesses. Like at work, like when I was working that many hours a week, I was extremely high functioning. You would have never even guessed that I was still depressed. Because you know, your battle with depression, it never really ends, it kind of just subsides. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're distracting yourself with all these things, like I said, like I like to distract myself. That's just me being, like, a high-functioning human being with yeah. my mental illness. Yeah. Like, me being accepting of it and still functioning my day-to-day. Right. Sometimes, though, it gets to the point where you are so in tune with it that you cannot be high-functioning. Right. And that's okay, but just because someone is living their day-to-day life and nothing's changing doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're not struggling. They're just very yeah. high-functioning.
0: Well, like, same thing with me. Like, my whole life, I've always worked, like, a ton of hours. Yeah. I've always been in a bunch of clubs a bunch of different um extracurricular activities
1: Mm
0: -hmm. lots of school work and like during this whole time like I I was depressed and I had like my ADHD and I was anxious and everything so it's like everybody that I talked to about like what was going on through my mind it was like oh well you're doing all these things like how can you be depressed or like you know like just stuff like that but it's like I think that's one big, big misconception is that people can be normal functioning humans yeah. while experiencing all these Like, thoughts. you would never not Right. Never. But then there's also people who can't function and like yes. like genuinely can't get out of bed and because can't they go into in social such gatherings. A rough patch right. And not they to say that, that one's better or one's worse. Like there's nothing right. wrong with either of them. hmm Um but I definitely think if your depression and anxiety and and whatever other mental illnesses you're going through, if they're stopping you from completing your day to day tasks, you need to change something. Yeah. Something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you going to see someone, whether it's you changing your mindset, whether it's you actually taking action and deciding to make a change in your life, like it just needs to happen. Yeah. Something. Whatever needs it to is, change. it needs to change. Yeah.
1: And it sucks because when you're not high functioning, you like like right now I'm having like a rough patch where it's like. I don't want to change anything. I just mm. want to let myself go. But it's like, you can't do You that. can't let yourself get right. to that point. And it's like, it's hard because you want to so bad. You just want to let it go and not work on it. But if you don't, you will go in such a low place. Yeah. And it's just hard because after being high, so high functioning for so long and I was just completely fine. And now after not really having anything to distract myself with, I'm not as okay. It's just hard because it's like, how do I go back to that place that I was in before? Mm -hmm. I kind of don't want to. because It's like letting yourself go is so much easier. Yeah.
0: And like trying and that's yeah, like fighting against your own thoughts and your mental illness. Mm -hmm. That's so much harder than just letting. But but if you think about it mentally and emotionally, it's 1000 times harder to let go. Because Mm -hmm. you get so much worse mentally. Yeah. So So it's like, which battle are you willing to fight? The battle where you get worse and you're more and more depressed by the day? Mm -hmm. Or the battle where you're fighting against your depression and every day you're fighting for yourself to have a better life? So that's the question that you have to ask yourself.
1: And that's why it's important to know your signs of, like, like you're getting bad again or something. Like, I know my signs. The fact that I'm sleeping until 4 p.m. again, I know that's a sign. And, like, your eating patterns, that's a sign. You need to know your own personal signs so that you could stop it in its tracks. Yeah. Like, right now, I know what's best for me. Yeah. I need to start waking up when I need to, building a daily routine, mm-hmm. and getting my shit together.
0: And you even acknowledging that... Is, is one step is further one than step I was Yeah, and, like, 100%. for anybody who's listening to this, like, <clears throat> you starting to acknowledge, like, okay, when I start doing these things that's when i know that i am going to start to get a little bit yes. more depressed but then that's that's not the time where you should be like oh my gosh here it comes again mm-hmm. no that's the time you when you need to it. sit down yeah. you need to a step back from everything and just kind of take a moment to like take a deep breath and acknowledge that this is happening to you and then take the next step to kind of remind yourself what helps you when you when you mm-hmm. when you're depressed whether that's having a self care day taking a bath maybe mm-hmm. taking a step away from work and school or whether that's continuing your day-to-day life routines and just not ignoring your thoughts, but acknowledge, like, for example, let's say you get a thought of, like, nobody loves me. Mm -hmm. Like, you just get that thought come into your mind one day and you can't get it out of your mind. Take that thought, acknowledge that you're having it. Like, don't just push it to the back and forget about it because that's Mm -hmm. pushing your thoughts to the back of your mind. And I think that's one of my biggest problems was when I first started dealing with my mental illness, I thought that I had to just take the thought and throw it away yeah but it's like or just push it down and not think about it anymore but when you do that that's just you pushing that thought down Mm -hmm. wherever it is it's It's going inside of you and then it comes back up so something that you have to do is so now what i do is when i get those thoughts is i acknowledge them and that's actually what i forgot and what i stopped doing so i i have been getting depressed again but something that i realized is that when that happens is you have to take those thoughts and like, you have to sit there and be like, okay, right now I'm thinking X, Y, and Z. And you have to remind yourself, this is false because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like if you're having a thought that nobody loves me, remind yourself, your parents, whether you have a good relationship or a bad relationship with your parents, they love you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Your family loves you, regardless of anything. Your family loves you. Your close friends they love you. If you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, they love you.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: that kind of reassurance that you're giving yourself and reminding yourself that that thought isn't true.
1: Right. So
0: then you kind of are like, okay, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that a lot of us need to do. And like even how you said to acknowledge like what you what patterns you start to do when you start getting back into that mm-hmm. that downslope. For me, is I start overeating. Right, I start stressing out about all the little things, which is what I've been little doing. Little things. Yeah. Overreacting. Overreacting as well, over yeah. the little things. And so now, what I'm going to do is now that I notice that I'm doing these things, is like this next week, I'm going to do my best to set a structure and to, yeah. you know, wake up, um, do the things that I have to do. And just, you know, if I get those negative thoughts throughout the day, is acknowledge them, reassure myself, and remind myself that they're not real. Yeah i agree yeah all right guys so that's going to be all for today um i just want to say thank you for tuning in if you listen to the very end thank you um i hope this helped you in some sort of way Mm -hmm. hopefully you you know feel heard and you can kind of resonate with some things that were said and hopefully this gives you a little bit of a push to you know, not give up. Don't don't just let yourself go. Mm-hmm. Um, always fight against whatever demons or whatever thoughts are going through your mind. Like, don't think that you're alone because you're not. There's been hundreds of people who have been through whatever mental illness you're going Literal through. Thousands, thousands, like, is, it's thousands. It's so common, especially yes.
1: with depression and anxiety. Like, it's really not. Like, you do feel like I'm the only person dealing with these thoughts. Yeah. And I feel so alone, but that's not the case.
0: Right. And I think that's something that can definitely help is just reminding yourself that you're not the only one going through it. You're not going to be the last one to go through it. No, definitely. So definitely just, you know, remind yourself that, and remind yourself that every thought is temporary.
1: Yeah. Like the sadness that you feel, the
0: anxiety, it's all going to go away.
1: It really feels sometimes like it won't, but like from my experience like i had i was down bad ninth grade like yeah. you know what i mean i truly felt that there was no way out mm-hmm. like seriously i thought literal like,
0: the like S this word was it
1: was the only way out seriously but it, now it's like i have so many people come to me every single day sam included like i'm so proud of where you are now like you've come so far like i can't even believe it and that really makes me feel thank like, you wow yeah like I never thought of it like that. Like, Because I did block out that entire year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do block that out because it's so traumatic. Like, thinking that death is the only way out. Yeah. That's so sad, well, you, you know? Well, you've
0: reached, like, a new low. Like, yeah. that's, like...
1: it's Yeah, there's
0: nowhere lower yeah. than
1: that. Like, really feeling in your mind, like, you cannot get out of this is, like, the lowest of low that you mm-hmm. can be. And just, like, seeing, pe- like, my friends, myself, anybody, come back from that it's crazy yeah like it seriously does happen mm. i'm literally like living proof of that like it's yeah. crazy like how low i was as opposed to you know i'm not exactly stable now yeah. like completely stable all the time and that's fine but me not being in that place and me not wanting myself to go back
0: to that place is like the the goal yeah and i will i think one of the things that keeps me going is definitely reminding myself that every rough patch that i've been through where i think like okay this is never going to end i always get through it always like every single thing every hard situation every like even just hard period of time that you're dealing because of you're d- going or dealing with because of your mental health it's all you've you've been through it mm-hmm. you got through it whether the, whether you thought you were going through or not you got through that hard phase
1: and i feel like any episode that I've had after my ninth grade year, like, after I got through that, I know I can get through it yeah. now. I'm having no problem getting through it, and I feel like your first time, like, your first, it, it really is just so challenging, because you really, you don't know if you can get through it. Mm-hmm. You've never dealt with these feelings and emotions before, so I feel like after you do, like, you really just have to push to get through that first time, yeah. and after that,
0: it's not it gets smooth easier. sailing,
1: but it's definitely easier, because now, at least, you know I've been through this before and I can get through it again.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Make sure to tune into next week's episode on Tuesday.